We got a really great show for y'all. But before we hop in, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Long Beach Comedy, which takes place at Harvell's in downtown Long Beach, California, every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we have award-winning dancers, celebrity drop-ins. You never know who's going to be there, but I'll tell you who will be there. Me, your boy, Victor Pacheco, every single second and fourth Tuesday of the month with new material. So come and check me out. Come and check out the shows. Hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Poppycock Podcast with your host, Victor Pacheco. We got a really great show for y'all today with a really, really funny comedian who's a good friend of mine from back in the day in the Bay, who is now in L.A. Uh, you've seen her on EMTV, BBC, and you know her from her show, The Freak Show which is now a religious organization. And we have a lot to talk about with the one and only Tuesday Thomas. Hey, Victor. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, just, you know, little, little busy works around all day today. So this is a nice respite from these tiny little tasks that drive me crazy that I have to do today. <laughs> I'm reading like on your, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like researching you and it's just like, she has anxiety and I'm just like, Oh fuck up. I'm trigger anything because I have anxiety no. too. And then sometimes people trigger shit for me, but it's just like, if I'm having a conversation, it's like, no, 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 no. There's only like a couple things. You know, the thing about <laughs> the triggering stuff with me is it's like, I'm always going to be triggered by something. There's going to be something that triggers me, but I have to, I've understood that it's a me issue majority of the time you're not trying to do it out of spite so that's not a you issue if you were a big asshole and was like oh i know what's going to push her buttons and you start pushing them that's a you issue okay but the, I, I i don't think that's the kind of person you are so then if i get triggered i'm like it's okay he didn't no yeah. no it's okay and it happens and we can all get triggered out of something that nobody expected us to because we never know when past trauma is going to pop up. That's the thing. And we never know what's going to bring it up. True. No how much we deal with it. True. And it's just like, it's like, it, you'd be surprised even as a big dude, I've referred to other big dudes as like, yeah, you know, fat fucks like us. And the other guy's like, I'm not a fat fuck. I'm like, oh, if that's what you really believe, right. but you know, in mainstream society, we would be considered, fat fucks but whatever mm -hmm. but but you know it's just, it's just i don't know some people get like offended they're like hey i've been called that my whole life i'm like hey i embraced it well I it's interesting it. you say that i was having a conversation with a, a very close uh non-binary friend of mine uh and they uh said to me they were helping me do some painting in my spare room that you know i i needed help with and um i kept saying they they their, their wife was here and she she couldn't really help out much um but she would come in and say you guys doing okay and i would say well they're doing this and they're doing that and, and they finally said thank you for calling me they it's hard for a lot of people and, and honestly it's it's interesting because we're talking about triggering back in my day um they was used against trans women as a slur because they would not say she like if in people in authority, the cops or or people, if they clock clocked you, do you know you know what that means? If they found out that you were trans, oh. if they had an inkling you were trans, if they didn't know for sure, and they would, or if they did know for sure, and they didn't, they wanted to like poke at you, they would always say they or this person instead of she and her. Okay, well, and so I'm... it took me a while with the non-binary thing when people were out of respect 
just calling everybody they, you know, and they oh. weren't meaning it anyway, but I was like, because I remember when that was a bad thing. And but, it's just, if you look at it now, it's like they is a preferred pronoun for some people. And I don't know. It's like, I, I want to make a joke. It's a stupid joke about how I, you know, identify as them because I am, I weigh more than one person. So like, I'm more, I, I'm like them. That's like, I'm a group of people. Right, kind of thing. Right. And so it's just like, Hey, that's offensive. It's just like, I'm fat as fuck. I'm going to die soon. Let me just joke about what I want to joke about. Yeah, You're not but, telling, you're not making a joke about, about how stupid it is that for them to identify as them, you're talking about yourself being large. So it's mm -hmm. a self-deprecating. That's thing. a so fat I, joke. I see the, I see the line. The line is fine, but I see it, and I'm but, okay but, with but, that. But but then the line could be like, you know, it's just let's cancel this guy, and it's like let's cancel, like, and it's just like that's the thing. It's just like I don't know from the beginning, like I don't believe that anybody can be canceled. I don't I, see I, Dave <laughs> Chappelle has not been canceled. Dave Chappelle is raking in millions, and he is very anti-trans. I don't care what anybody says, and he's not been canceled. The only one who was uh, Harvey Weinstein went to jail, but he. Uh, it definitely wasn't canceled. He was arrested and he was put away for a crime. Okay. Right, Bill Cosby right. was arrested and put away for a crime. You can't do your job that you used to do when you're behind bars for a crime. That does not cancel you. That means you're a criminal. Okay. Harvey, you know, Epstein, the only one who was truly canceled was Epstein. And that's because somebody suicided him. Yeah, you know, that's the only one. Allegedly. Uh, but, um, you yeah. know, allegedly. I don't know. I don't know. There's conspiracy theories or poly both going to get flagged. Both of our FBI agents right now have humongous hard-ons about what we're probably going to talk about right now. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. They're always that's watching just, me. No, they're, no. <laughs> I would There's be always too. men in black around me. I would men be, in too. black suits just... Okay, so for the people at home that don't know, I met Tuesday in the Bay Area back in the day when I was a young comic, and um, I don't know how it happened, but it was it's uh, an open it, mics and shows. And oh, oh, of those oh, no, no, no. Specifically, when I like really like got to meet you was um, oh. either you asked me or the producer asked me. Hey, can you give Tuesday Thomas a ride to the show? Oh, you're on to the... Katate. That's right. Yes, to Spanky. I had lined up in Katate yes. and he gave me a ride up there. And I asked him, I asked him to ask you. <laughs> okay, because, because I trusted you. I had I had known you a little bit. I'm like, I don't think this guy's gonna come on to me. I think he's safe. And the guy wanted a <laughs> since he had a female headliner, he wanted a male to feature. feature yeah. And that's I'm so like, weird how that works. Victor. I think Victor's funny and um He's safe. He's safe. And, and, you know, uh, if you ask him, though, because there's a weird, there's a weird <laughs> thing as a female when you don't know somebody that well yet. Yeah. The opposite sex. If I had asked you to feature and drive me up, my concern was that you might take it as I'm coming on to you. Oh no, I've never ever. Well, you I, wouldn't. I, you wouldn't. I learned I, that, but I, that's so a fear funny. that women it's... have. So I asked the producer. I said, "Would you ask him? Because that way he won't think that, and it won't yeah. be a bad situation." Yeah. And for the record, I'm not all like. Which one of you motherfuckers asked me for a ride? It wasn't like right. that. No, no, because it was enjoyable. It was cool. Yeah, we had a except, good time. It was great. The crowd was wild. It was. It was. Okay, that's an understatement. Um, that <laughs> it was. It's it's a biker bar in Katati in the North Bay, like maybe like about an hour north of San Francisco, maybe forty five, depending on traffic. But like biker bar, 
Tuesday talk. They were talking. They were they were paying attention to a lot of the, the opener, and then you know <laughs> I made them listen. Fuck. I was like, "Shut the fuck up and listen." And they were like, "Ooh, that bitch." <laughs> you and I were the first people to tell them to shut the fuck up, and mm-hmm. we were the. I was the second to last, and you were the last comic on the bill. And it was like mm-hmm. one of those things where it was just like. Because I was pissed off because I was like, I drove hella far. And then one thing you don't know was like, I was driving the stick shift at the time. And so like I was, there was all these fucking hills. I was not anticipating and picking you up. So I was like, I drove through all these damn hills to pick up Tuesday. And all you assholes are talking, shut the fuck up. Right, and, like, right. I, and like, and like these chicks were like, did you just tell us to shut the fuck up? I'm like, I just said, shut the fuck up. And, and like, they all got in a huddle. Like they were going to stab me. And I was like, Hey, if I can fucking stab, there's those three fucking chicks right there. And mm-hmm. like, so it was just like, it was, it was fun. And it was like, you know, like having fun with a crowd. And then it was just, it was fun because like, you know, you get them to shut up and then they'd laugh at your joke and then they'd start talking about your joke. So in essence, they would start talking during your set, even though they're talking good things about like, oh yeah, I remember that time with Billy or you're the time. With well, they mobbed us afterwards. I remember that they mobbed us afterwards in a good way. They were all like, they all started coming up on us. And I was like, well, either I'm going to die or they're going to congratulate <laughs> us. You know, either they're going to stab the, us both or they're going to congratulate us. But they kept coming up going, oh my God, I loved you guys. Oh my God, I loved you. I'm like, okay, we did what we were supposed to do. That was actually one of the first times that I've experienced and it was with you. It was one of those like, so where are you two guys at next? Like, do you guys tour together? And that was a great feeling because I was like, I barely know her. Mm-hmm. I barely know Tuesday. Like, Tuesday's just a cool person that I, I've seen at open mics and at showcases. And it's just like, you know, frankly, I'm her driver, if anything. Like, tonight, you know what I mean? It's like I'm, like, beneath her. So it's just like the fact that and that's how you know it's a good show. Or yeah. that's how you know that we both did good because it's just like, the, the the best shows are like when it's just like all the comics are there to you know to do the um you know the thank yous and the you know taking pictures at the end of the show and then people are like where are you guys all at next and it's just like well, the, 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 and the and the other thing that they did is there was a quite a number of them that asked when are you coming back yeah that's a big thing for me is when are you coming back when are you guys coming back up that means yeah. Because they don't, get, they don't get, they don't get, and I don't want to say this in a derogatory way about them or about other people who might have gone up there and done shows, but in areas like that, they don't get good, really good entertainment often. <laughs> they have to drive into cities to get it, and then they don't do it because they they, they want to drink and they can't drive back home drunk, so they got to get a hotel and it's just too much money and blah blah blah. So when you go out of town that far and you get people saying to you when are you coming back that's a commitment that means okay i need to write this date down because i'm coming out and right for anything (laughs) i mean like i i used to go out of my way and be like yes let's take a photo right now tag me and tag the producer of this show and say when's he coming back um and i've and I've, i've had people do that before because i'm just like that works. That actually does work. Like, it's like, oh, you, you just tag the producer of the show and w- with this group of people and they're all like, and then you have like all these new followers on, on social media that you didn't have the, based on a live show, which feels way different than getting followers from a video where that's funny or that's empowering, which w- leads me to my next topic because like, um, this is uh, something that I wrote down because like, 
I, it, it just it bothered it bothered me so much. I told my wife about it. You put you put this post about how you went to your local grocery store that you've been going to for the past eight years, and then I guess the clerk said that they've seen your videos and they don't agree with your lifestyle. It wasn't a grocery store, but it was a, a local store, and I okay. don't really want to say what the store was, but it was a grocery store, but it was a local store that I've been going to. So yeah. So some type of local market of some sort where well, I don't know. I'm okay. You don't have to specify, but like, uh, or, or like, or liquor store. I don't a business, know. It's a local business, a local business that you've been a regular at for a, a long time. And it's just like, um, they saw your videos and they said they don't agree with your lifestyle. And so I'm watching your videos and I'm just like, that's just, that's just Tuesday. That's Tuesday. I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong? like, what's what the fuck is wrong with people? And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. This guy's a transphobic piece of shit. And um, there's no other reason. There's no other reason that or like, you know, like, I, I don't know. But it like it he either me- wants to fu- he either wants to do me or he wants to be me. And he doesn't have the guts to like do either <laughs> one. Or he either he- wants to be a trans woman. He wants to become a woman. So yeah. he's trans or he wants to sleep with a trans woman and he does not have the balls to do either one and he's taking it out on me. It might because not because I've been going in there for years and he said to me, you know, he'd always been like, Hey, how are you? It wasn't a hey, how are you? Like I'm I'm trying to pick you up. It's like, oh nice to see you. You're a regular, you're cool. It's always, oh hey, girl, how are you? You know, but- hey, nice to see you. And then the, <sighs> I go in the one day and he's like, What do you want? I'm like, Hey, good to Ooh. see you again. Uh, you okay? Saw your videos. You're a tranny. Just what do you want? Just get what you want. And then, you know, then you can go, sir. And I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, so you saw the TikTok and you don't like me now. Okay. I won't come back here. But oh, Jesus. I can't say the name of the place uh, because there's other people whose livelihood depend he on he owns a place that he hires other people who weren't responsible for his thoughts and i don't want people to oh my god national chain that that other people in the community desperately need this i live in an underserved area of la where yeah. the riots were in the 90s so i'm very careful about this boycott thing because just because they're nasty to me doesn't mean it's not necessary to other people in the neighborhood i just because we have to have certain services we don't I'm live just, in an area where I can I, be like, fuck them, let's get them out. There's another no, business to replace them. But it isn't about like fuck them, let's get them out. It's more like um like like in any type of business, you need to respect your customer base service. And the fact that, you know, that he uh, uh, this person was just being disrespectful for the sake of I don't know, maybe 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 he, you were saying he doesn't have the maybe he wants to fuck you, doesn't have the balls to fuck a trans woman, but maybe it's that he does want to, but it's against his religion or wh- however they were brought up, their morals or. To me, that's or, still, that's all that that all falls under that doesn't have the balls to to me. <laughs> <laughs> the I just wanted to clarify. I just wanted to, for the record, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah well, to me, that all falls under the same domain. <laughs> You're like, people used to kill for religion. Now people are just, I mean, people still kill for religion, but you know. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they do. And it's its its messed up. And it's like, you know, what's 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 happening right now? And I don't even want to get into well, that. Power, did you see about that? Those those uh, uh, more, I think it's Virginia, more, more County, Virginia, where they shot out the power station and 40,000 customers are without power in uh, December because they wanted to stop 
uh, the power to a bar who was putting on a drag show that night and they wanted to stop the drag show from happening. So they actually went and shot the substation out. And the police found one of the persons who did it and they prayed with them. They didn't arrest them, they prayed with them. This is real. This is no, really what's happening. I know, I know this. So yeah, this wasn't 20 years ago. This wasn't 40 this was years ago. ago. This was a week ago. The stuff and that happened, the stuff that I encountered, I'm, I'm 60 and it's been 40 years of my life. I've lived as a woman. I transitioned very early in a day when there was nothing, there was no internet. You had to like find all the information on foot. I got discriminated against, I got beat up. I got all, a lot of shit happened to me 40 years ago. And stuff that I encountered 40 years ago that I was grateful that I helped overcome and I helped educate people along the way and it wasn't happening anymore. It's starting back up again. This is the kind of shit that I thought I'd never see again in my life, that we'd come too far for it. And it's happening again, okay. like nobody ever fucking picked up a book or found out all the, like, ah, oh, Jesus the, Christ. The, the, the Homeland Security just uh, put out a, a, a warning for all LGBTQIA and non-Christian people to be safe in America that there are domestic terrorists out to harm you. You can go to their site and there's a thing of what's happening. Hey. And it's insane. It's that insane that is... the United States Homeland Security is issuing a warning to a section of it. Usually the Homeland Security says, Americans, don't go to Iran right now. There's a problem. They're saying oh. for their own people in their own country to be careful because people are trying to kill them that is fucked up um that is really fucked up um yeah that, that i mean and then there was a uh, all these um um controversies about the recent world cup because it was held in w one of these countries that's guitar. like in guitar that's like really like anti-woman homophobic transphobic they kill gays and trans there. They kill oh, it's a death penalty. So it's Oh, yeah. but did you did you see how it was either Ecuador or Costa Rica? They they were like trolling the fuck out of them. There were dudes, they were dressed in skirts. Mm -hmm. They were running around like with their team color in skirts. Men. But you know what happens? I, to, I mean, I get that, that you want to troll and I get that you want to stand up for it. And I get that you've spent your whole life in the sport and you want to be part of the World Cup. I get all that. It's very, very powerful. Um but trolling and wearing armbands and all that while you're in that country, they don't care about that. They'll kill you. They don't care because all the money from the foreign is coming in and they're getting all that money anyway. They're getting the ad revenue and they're getting everything. So your trolling is doing absolutely horseshit. Right. The people there are going to be hunted even more so because there's more money to arm against them because they had the World Cup. The only way to stop that is to not have the World Cup. And the head of the FIFA knows this and he doesn't care. It's all about the money. Like even Qatar, that is anti-alcohol, allowed for alcohol sales to happen during the World Cup. So mm -hmm. it's just like you're putting profits over religion and religion sacred and sacred. And the religion supposed to be 
religion and state are are, are together in, in that part of the world. Well, I mean, and as so, Americans, you, we know that the Mormons own Pepsi, which owns a lot of liquor companies, and they are anti-gambling, anti-drinking, uh, you know, anti all this stuff, but they own that. And they also own uh, Caesars, uh, the whole uh, MGM Caesars gaming company. So uh, when you go to <laughs> at least three quarters of the hotels in Las Vegas on the strip. I'm not talking off strip because there are some off strip, but three quarters of the major hotels on strip in Vegas are owned by Mormon withholding company, holding companies. And so you're giving Mormons money for their agenda. People don't realize this stuff. Chick-fil-A, people can say, oh, Chick-fil-A hires gay people now. In America, Chick-fil-A will hire a gay person because they want gay people's money, but they take their money and they actually helped write the kill the gays bill in uganda people don't know that they're putting up a front to get your money so they can kill you with your own money that's what's happening with these corporations people don't go far enough back and you can't boycott everything it's ridiculous to think you can but i draw the line when chick-fil-a is like we love gay people we've hired them because remember the whole controversy years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And then they made up for it. They're like, oh, we've changed our ways. We're okay with the gays. But it, when they did that, then they went and they actually went down to Uganda and wrote the law that Uganda passed that if you're found to be homosexual, you're killed on sight. God. That is... So I can't I've... eat a Chick-fil-A because, I mean, I've got that's a battle I have to fight. No, no, and no. I mean, like that's now that's a battle I got to fight too. Like you know, if I claim to be an ally, because like I'm, a, I, I love I, I, the food at Chick Fil A is better than other fast food places. Sorry, it is. It is. I love but, me I love me some waffle fries, but who does it? Who does it? I mean, I mean, I'm on this diet. I can't eat past eight. If I eat at seven thirty, it's cool. But I mean, <laughs> like I, I can't be, I can't eat past eight. But I mean, like that's the thing. It's just like you know, you want to get the macro, and they got macaroni. They got macaroni and cheese, mac and cheese. Who's got mac and cheese at a fast food restaurant? Chick Fil A, because they know how to really get you. They're like, oh, I, I you know, well, uh, I support my 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 brothers and sisters and non-binaries and intergenders and everybody in and the community. Like I said, and- they'll hire them and they'll put parade them out front. And be and 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 pay them, and they pay people well, but they also take all that money, and they backdoor it to the hate crime places. And this is what's happening: is they're taking our money, using it to kill us. That is so sad. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like they're just washing the money and just like using it to to put blood in the hands of others. Mm -hmm. And that's like, and, and overall, I mean, it's just like. I don't know if this has to go down and I don't mean to make this even more conspiracy theory, but like, is this population control or what the fuck is going on? Because like, it feels I read something interesting. You said population control. I read an interesting uh, a meme. I, <laughs> I think it was a meme or somebody wrote something about how if, if Christians had their way from the beginning and there was no gay people, no abortions, you know, no, none of the things that they, all the things that they say they want, we would not be a civilization because we would be so, we would have like hundreds of years ago been so overpopulated, the world would have died off. <laughs> and it's just not possible. And then they say, I'm always like, I'm an atheist. I was brought up in a very religious household. Um, my mother would read uh, a different book 
you know, the Book of Mormon, the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, whatever. And she'd get done with it. She'd close it. She goes, nope, that's not for me. I would read it and be like, no, nope, that's not for me. But then when I became an adult and was an atheist, she's like, how can you be an atheist? I brought you up in a certain way. And I'm like, that's why, because you educated me. I said, you're the way you are because you educated yourself and that's what you came to. But I read the same books you did and came to the conclusion it's all fables. Well, yeah. Well, I I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's 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 the way to say it. But I mean, like, I remember. Yeah, they were wonderful stories. They were beautiful stories, but they were just stories. Do you remember when 9-11 happened and every single reverend pastor and minister tried to manipulate any passage in the book of Revelations to make it seem like God predicted that these two towers would fall? And it's just like and I'm just like. Oh, you sneaky motherfucking manipulator. They know what they're doing. Fox. They're good. They're good well, at what they're doing. Here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand is people don't really pay attention to the words. It's what's said and what's not said is important. But the book of Revelations never says the world will end, period. It says the world will end as you know it. That's not right. necessarily a bad thing because the world I'm living in now is not too nice. If it ends as I know it, that's fine. It doesn't mean the world will end. I don't know. I think whoever wrote that like meant it to be like dooms and glooms. But I know what you're saying because it's like, yeah. yes, life, like, I mean, like, I don't know. like Something uh, else is going to come and replace it, which could be much better. <laughs> that's the way I see it. I'm like, oh okay, God. it's going to end as I know it. This the, is uh, what I know now is shite. <laughs> oh my god that's so fucking funny yeah that just reminds me of trace buddy brick scottish is shite <laughs> and with nothing but shite could be condized about a bunch of wankers anyway sorry my bad i don't know why i went into the quote it's okay you trace buddy i'm just like i don't know i was just like you just got me with a shite um if you're it's went, your podcast if you want to become scottish go for it <laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna get i'm losing all my my, my scottish fan base now because <laughs> just because i had a horrible scottish accent not because they try to be scottish it was right bad. but no it's just like you make these great points about how these corporations are out there to actually kill people i was gonna say undermine but undermine undermines what they're doing and it's just like it's 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 it's, it's horrible because it's like it's what i learned my first year at university my latin american latino studies teacher said in this accent he said hey Listen, man, the, the more you learn about how the world really works, the more you realize how fucked up the world really is, man. And like, I thought he was just stoned. And um, yeah, man, he was right. He was right. They made us read all these books. There's a book called Promises Not Kept by John Isbister or Jonathan Isbister. And it's about every single treaty up until whenever he wrote that book that the government signed with these indigenous populations and just totally fucked them over. And so it's just like, um, yeah, not just here, not just here. Oh, we fucked up. Sorry. Here's some land. You could open a casino, you know, grow your own weed there. People think, oh, it can't happen again or it can't happen to me um which is the most dangerous thing i think anybody could think of or to to, to, to a thought somebody could have because first of all 
couple couple points I want to make. First of all, people are like, oh, oh I, I, we can't have another world war. We can't do that. We're in the middle of a civil war. We are in the middle one. When people are shooting out substations because of gay people, we are violent acts are happening in the name of religion against the government. Okay, because uh, they're fighting because the government is telling them they have to give these people equal rights and they have to let respect these people's lives. So they're fighting against the government. They're using guns. They're up in arms just because the LGBTQIA community or allies aren't shooting back doesn't mean there's not a civil war. It's already started. Wars don't just all of a sudden start. The First World War was, you know, the the uh, Archduke Ferdinand's assassination. And then it slowly morphed into everybody fighting, you know. It wasn't Archduke Ferdinand was killed. And then the very next day, uh, every fucking country in the world is fighting <laughs> Austria, okay? It does not happen like that. And that's what people think. They're like, we're not in the middle of a war. I'm like, you, we are. Arms have been taken up. People have been shot. LGBTQI people are being shot. We're in the middle of a civil war. The other thing is, is that, and I've been saying this for a while, and nobody, people are like, I think you're being alarmist, but there's, uh, uh, have you ever read the 10 steps to genocide? No. It's all about how when they genocide people, when they want the, they are, whether it was the Jews, the Armenians, the uh, uh, in, in Yugoslavia, uh, what was the one there? I forget. I'm Holy sorry. shit. But there's 10 steps that happen in a genocide. before yeah. the, the, Number 10 is total annihilation. As far as trans people go right now, we're on number five. We're halfway there. And That's... I tell people, read the... that. Fuck. Look at the laws in Florida. Look at the laws in Texas. Look at what they're doing to trans people. Look at how they're trying to take medical care away. Look at how they're trying to erase it. Look at what they're doing with the trans sports thing. Okay? They're all like, trans women should not be... How many, if you really look at it, there's like two people that they're talking about. They're talking yeah. about a swimmer and somebody else. But they're talking about them over and over and over and over again. So it seems like there's hundreds and hundreds of trans people taking over sports. There are two, two that they're talking about. They're making people tired of hearing it. So people don't want to care anymore. I'm tired of hearing it, blah, 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 you know? And so they don't care so they can go in and do the other stuff. That's one of the steps. That's what they did to the Jews. That's what they did to the Armenians. It's 10 steps of genocide. We're at four or five right now for trans people. And nobody's believing me except other trans people who see it happening. That is, wow. That's mind blowing and also heartbreaking as fuck because it's just like, okay, so somebody wrote a book, somebody studied this pattern of what's going on. You interpreted this of what's going on in your community and, and not just me thousands of trans people are are are, are out there like on tiktok and uh, uh facebook and and, and and all the social medias and publicly stating read the 10 steps to genocide we are at for trans people number four or five we're right in the in between there please help us and they're all like oh no nobody's gonna harm you you've come too far it's okay it's not real but they're not reading the book they're not reading the 10 steps. They're not taking it seriously. They're calling us all alarmists. It's I, like the I, same I, thing that the Jews called out against Hitler and the Armenians called out against the Turkish government. Nobody's listening to them and nobody's listening to us. 
Yeah, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's so fucked up. I, I and I'm sorry that that's happening. And it's just like I've always been, I've always root for the underdog because I've always been the underdog. I've always been like the like <laughs> the outlier or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like you know, it's just like always get picked last for teams. And it's just like, I was an excellent kicker, but horrible run, <laughs> horrible I runner. Kick, I could kick too, right? between the legs <laughs> <laughs> okay the one time the one time i've ever hit a woman okay no, i'm just kidding uh no 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 one time and she wasn't a woman it was a girl because i was a boy yeah, but she yeah. she kicked me in the balls she could be she called me fat and then oh. i said i said i was like well you're the second fattest person at the school though and she was and then everyone laughed at her and then she kicked me in the balls and i fell down and it it, it hurt and i got <laughs> up and i threw her against the fence and then she told on me and then i almost got in trouble until thank god it was the stoner yard duty she went up to because she told him the story victor threw me to the fence and then so and then he's like hey dude why would you do that man and i'm just like well she just kicked me she kicked me in the balls and then she, he's like to the girl like dude you didn't tell me that part of the story. Right. I'm just, I'm just like, oh, thank God I got this like like empathetic stoner right here. So you know, funny. otherwise I would have definitely gone to the principal's yeah. office, definitely had to explain myself. But those are different times. Those are like times when you can play dodgeball. Now you can't even say dodgeball because you know people, people are like what's yeah. dodgeball? Then they want to play it, and then they want to play it with against their friends, and then people get into fist fights about it. Yeah, yeah. Or like somebody like unknowingly gets hit in the face with one of those tiny those rubber balls. Hurt. They stop. Oh, um, oh, they God. hurt. And then, you know, <laughs> I mean, as a as a weirdo little child that was you know assigned male at birth, I had to be with the boys in 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 the in the gym class, and I used to like try so hard not to get hit and throw it back, but I'd be like, Ugh, you know, because I could never throw. And then finally, one of the dudes who uh i don't know why he took pity on me but he just said to me he goes just let him hit you They'll, the first time and then you can go out and sit on the bench you don't have to go through this and i was like hey you're right so I was just <laughs> i'm like hey i don't have to play this shit it's only gonna hurt at first and then i'll get over it and sit and watch everybody else <laughs> Oh, well, uh, that's messed up because we, we were both on different spectrums of like when they were torturing you as opposed to let's hit the fat kid. Yeah. And that was everyone's mentality. And like sometimes I would just like juke them or like fall straight to the ground and no one would hit me. And well, like they were looking at you as like an easy target because you're a girl. They, well, yeah, exactly. So it's just like and like they're just trying to torture you. Yeah, Pretty they're much. looking at me like, I don't know what's up with that kid, but fucking weirdo because <laughs> i mean people can sense shit you know they knew yeah. i was different they didn't know why you know, well i mean yeah i didn't know why the fuck i was different too but i mean right. it was just like oh i don't speak the language but i want to talk to everybody that's i mean that that that's weird if you think about it it's like why is this kid trying to talk to me like you're a kid too why is this kid trying to talk to me he doesn't know how to fucking speak english and like so that was my that kid's weird you know yeah. what I mean? So it was just like, so it was just like learning English and going through this. And so I don't know. It was just like being different. And it's just like, I, I, you know, there's mainstream stand up comedy. And like, you know, we all like, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it feels like. Well, with stand up like, comedy, you're either the people in comedy and entertainment are either victims or saints. And what I mean by that <laughs> is, you're, there are people like you and I who were tormented as children, we're the victims. 
Or you're somebody like Kanye West, whose mother told them, you can do no wrong. You're perfect. You're perfect. You can do no wrong. And nobody ever told them different. They were spoiled brats. So there's no mid-spectrum, really. In, 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 there might be an acting a little bit, but for the most part, it's one or the other. That's what you are. And that's how, as far as being successful. Right. Um, but you also have, to have some kind of either trauma or some kind of huge motherfucking ego because Kanye's <laughs> mother gave him an ego and look what's happening to that man now. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny. I don't know. Like, I've never made this joke like publicly before because like I'm scared people are going to judge me for doing topical humor. But it's just like his net worth dropped from. $2.4 billion to $400 million. And my joke is like, wow, how is he ever going to ever get laid again? He, he only 400 has million. Who, wants who would have fuck a guy <laughs> who's worth $400 million when he used to be worth 2.4 billion. I mean, Jesus, like that yeah. poor guy, like I should like try to help him get laid, you know? Um, but um, anyway, yeah, I just, I don't know some of the things that are going on, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, oh, like, fuck I, I don't i don't even know like there's like so many things that are happening like i wanted to talk about your show because like for for the record when it comes to stand-up comedy um being creative being original coming up with your own concepts coming up with your own shows coming up with your own everything your own brand is something that is crucial because a lot of comedians don't realize that you yourself are your are your own small business, or at least you start off as a small business and you're trying to become this huge corporation. So with that being said, one thing I know about Tuesday that I was just like, this is a boss lady. This is a boss bitch. This is a boss motherfucker. This is sorry. I'll do respect, but you are a boss, 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 boss. Um, you started your own show called the freak show, which I'm going to have you explain. And then I want you to tell me what changed during the pandemic and how it became a, and how it evolved from a show into an organization. Well, I started Freak Shows about seven years ago. It was not too long after I moved from the Bay uh, down to LA. And um, I took the fact that I was always called the freak my whole life. And I took it and I was like, let's have the darkest, weirdest comedy of any sort. So I looked for people who did characters people who wrote so, you know comedy songs, whether it's parodies or originals. I had sideshow acts. Um, I had uh, burlesque, I had drag kings and queens, whatever I could find that was really twisted and dark and strange, but funny. I incorporated together and made a show. And over the years, we got to the point where we were in 16 cities. Nice. Two nights a week in Vegas. And we toured and, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. 16 cities. So we would do five or six shows a month in different cities and we'd rotate it. It's like every two to three months in, in, in one city, you know, so we'd rotate it out. Uh, so it's five or six shows a month in different cities, plus two nights a week, every week in Vegas. And um, then it was very successful and it was doing very well. And then of course the pandemic hit and I have to say it was the first time in my fucking life that I had planned ahead. January of 2020, I had every month booked out for the year of 2020. I had every month ahead of time. Usually I have to like, you know, a couple months and then I'll contact them. It's time for us to come back. What dates do you have? 
And this time, by the end of January in 2020, I had every, 12 months. Holy I'm going to do this. I have time right now. So the fucked up thing about the pandemic was not that the whole year was canceled out. It's just that every month I would get six or seven emails saying, we have to cancel your show. We have to cancel. I was reminded every fucking month. Oh my six God. Six or seven times. No. <laughs> that is, that's so traumatizing. You see, people don't know this stuff that happens behind the curtains. It's just like, oh yeah. Oh, that's such a great show. It's such a fun show. Such a funny show. Such a unique show. Such a great show. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, but uh, you don't know about all the fucking heartaches and fucking anxiety attacks and panic attacks from, yeah. I mean, just, just e getting emails sometimes is triggering. Like you're just like, oh. And then to know when you see the headline, you know, uh, San Jose Improv, uh, Punchline San Francisco, Punchline Sacramento, Cancel. Levity Live, you know, uh, CB Live, Phoenix, you know, you see who it's uh, from. You're like, I know you're canceling the fucking yeah. show again. No, and I was like, and I was like looking from afar and I was just like, that's fucking sick. They sold out the fucking improv. That's a 450 seater. Yeah. That's some fucking boss. That's some boss stuff right there. Yeah, I mean, and it was so great. It made, it made it, like, you. I was happy for you. And it was just like, also, though, too, I was just like, oh, like, that's. That is the epitome of grinding right there, because it was just like you really took what like you had a vision. And so and you it's so I was talking to somebody else about how they used uh, childhood trauma or bullying as a, 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 a catalyst or catapult yeah. to. Yeah. It, yeah, to 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 get them to. um embrace and get themselves to empower themselves to either write material or in your case, come up with a show that's going to embrace how these people made fun of you. And you're not, not only that, you're making money off of them now. Right. You're making yeah, money yeah. off, off that, of all these that, assholes. That just makes you like heal, makes you heal. So when the pandemic hit and it was all canceled out, two things happened. Uh, I started taking my cell phone and I put it up and I started talking into my cell phone about stories. Um, and I thought I'm going to talk about my life and maybe do a few stories about my life, maybe make a 10, 12 minute film through it through film festivals and see what it does and, you know, edit it down together and whatnot. And then before I knew it, I had 30 some hours of footage and I was, overwhelmed i'm like i don't know what to do with it so i sent it to a friend of mine and uh, who's an editor who i've worked with before and i said jesse i don't know if this is anything I, I am i being egotistical am i being narcissistic i'm at this point i'm too close to this right now i think it's to go for a callback shite because i don't think anybody's gonna give a <laughs> shit you know i don't think anybody's gonna care but I need somebody to tell me because I thought it might be a fine short film, but it looks like I have all this footage. I can't edit it. I can't go through it. I'm too close to it. Ah, help me. And within <laughs> three and a half days, he watched all that footage. And he said, first of all, I did not know you were a trans woman all the years I know you. Second of all, this Same. is amazing. We're going, <laughs> to, we're going to make this into a film. We're going to make it into a documentary. And so that was kind of the catalyst for me with him helping me work on the documentary, all of a sudden you're alone and I'm doing this stuff and I'm started doing, you know, the editing and B rolls and reshoots and stuff and mapping this documentary out, which finally got picture locked a week ago. Congratulations. 
uh, a major platform wanted to see it, so fingers crossed. Uh, they wanted to see the rough cut, so fingers crossed. Um, but it also made me realize I really, really want to help people because I've been through, my life was hell. It really was hell. And uh, I'm not saying that to get sympathy. I'm saying that because I don't think anybody should have to go through anything that I went through. Nobody's life should be as bad as mine. People ask me, did you have a good life? I said, no, my life was not anywhere near good. I had good things happen to me mm -hmm. in my life, but my life was not good. It, and I'm okay with that because it made me, when I started coming out, the, 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 uh, uh, life expectancy of a trans woman was only 35. I made it to 60. I'm a miracle. It's my turn to help people. Yeah. So I started the TikTok with Tran Ma to give advice to the kids or talk about things, how things used to be and stuff. And that made me feel better. And that was the catalyst to be like, what am I going to do about this show? Because somehow, someday, might be 20 years from now, we're going to come out of isolation and I still got this show. <laughs> I'm an old granny, but uh, <laughs> no, it made it, me realize uh, I can take this and I turned it into a first, I turned it into a 501c3 to benefit, you know, BIPOC and LGBTQIA youth. And then I thought to myself, there's no religion of laughter. There's a flying spaghetti monster. There's the Pastafarian religion. There's Mormonism. There's Scientology. <laughs> There's no religion that the U.S. government recognizes all those fucking things as religion, but nobody recognizes how healing laughter is. Because as you know, when somebody comes up to you after a show and says, I had such a fucked up day and you made it so much better by making me laugh. There's no better feeling in the world for me when they say it. And I know there's no better feeling in the world for them than to get over their fucked up day by laughing. So I'm like, laughter truly is healing. I'm going to try to make it a religion. And I applied for it. And here's the thing. After a few months, I got a phone call. And I'm like, hello. How is uh, this Tuesday, Thomas? I'm like, yes, it is. Uh, Yes, uh, this is so-and-so from the U.S. government, from the IRS department. We're calling about <laughs> your, your uh, application uh, for your uh, religion. And I'm like, fuck, there's men in black suits outside my door right now. They're going to come take me away. I am fucked. You know, that was my first thought. I got triggered. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was. I was like, yeah. And I'm like, you see that window behind me? I like started to walk over to the window to look to see that if they were downstairs, you know, and the cars were there. And I'm like, yeah, how can I help you? And I'm looking out that window. And oh they, say, they say, we need your exact address. I did not see any black men in black out in that window on the street. Okay. So when they asked me, we need your address, I thought, oh, fuck, they're driving around the block. They Still scary. They're coming. They're going to get me. I might as well tell them. I'm like, I gave my address out and they're like, okay, that's all we needed to know. We couldn't read your handwriting. You'll have the paperwork for the religion in six weeks. And I got it. Okay. For the record, that is okay. Beyond impressive because like, I, I, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it that, or I thought you were lying. I thought you were lying. I thought I really legitimately thought I was like, there's no way there's no way. And also I was like, this is a great gimmick. You you could really legitimately submit this to like uh wrestling, uh world wrestling entertainment and like come up and be like, these are some of the storylines I have. Mm -hmm. And this is how you could get some some get, get some more um LGBTQ 
uh, fans out there, if you do some of these storylines, you know, and it's just like, you know, make it more mainstream. And this yeah, is no, they okayed it. I'm, 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 I've, I'm the only religion that worships laughter. Oh, for the record, I am so surprised there has been no. Hold on, since what? Since when has this been recognized as a religion? It was twenty sometime in twenty twenty one, like in the fall of twenty twenty one, when I finally got the final paperwork. <laughs> okay, for the record, I am laughing only because. That is so fucking cool. That is so innovative. That is so also it, it's 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 part of it's silly, but also it's genius. It's like because you miss I, all the chances you don't take. And also it wasn't this to like skirt the whole like organized religions could go back and congregate, but comedy shows can't. So was Not it was, necessarily was, it was more? I mean, a little bit. Or did that bit, conveniently I I, work I did out? One I did one show <laughs> under. I, uh, one live show under that skirting thing and realized I'm going to wait because I'm not ready yet. Um, I've uh, got to do some more work. So it wasn't necessarily just to do that. It was to, to okay. help my 501c3 charity and to make it more. And it was my whole thinking was like, fuck, yeah, like I said, Scientology is a religion. That is the worst, worst scam in the world. Uh, I get the Pasifarian thing, you know. I'm I I believe in taking down the government. Like a lot of people want to take down the man by taking down the man from the outside. I believe yeah. if you get inside and you get to know the man a little bit, it's easier to take him down. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm doing with this religion. Oh my god, why 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 do I feel I'm gonna get shadow banned now? Just just, just do it. <laughs> like like Tuesday's gonna get shadow banned. I'm gonna get shadow banned. This podcast will be shadow banned. Somebody I'm just said kidding. to me, somebody no, said I'm to just me, kidding. Um, no, you no. have to somebody said to me, I have to be careful because Dave Chappelle's old manager uh had a brand a few years ago called Comedy Church and he might come at me. I said, Yeah, I think it'd be great if anybody associated with Dave Chappelle came after a sixty year old trans woman who's uh, charity is for LGBTQIA and BIPOC youth and tried to shut her ass down. Bring it on, Chappelle's old manager. That'd be great press Jesus for him. Christ. I'll, I'll tag Dave Chappelle in this, um, yeah. in, in the SEO. So it's just like when people <laughs> type in uh, Dave Chappelle, trans, trans woman, trans comedy. Like, it, well, I have just, that, I have that just... joke I talk about, you know, Chappelle, uh, you know, that I didn't he's very transphobic for whatever reason he is, but he has a right to free speech and he can say whatever he wants. He can. And I believe in that, but it doesn't make him not transphobic. It doesn't. And I did not see any punchline in that, you know, trans women's pussies aren't real. They're like the impossible burger. I'm like, okay, where's the punchline cut us and we be bleed beet juice. He said, I don't see the punchline, but I'm like, he can say whatever he wants. And I go off on that a little bit, you know, but then I say that when he was at the Hollywood bowl, Remember he got bum rushed by that person? And yeah. The first thing out of his mouth was, that's a trans person. And it yeah. wasn't. And he didn't correct himself. And that's how Trump did it. That's how those mega people do things to create hate. That's how people who are anti-Jewish or anti-whatever, they blame it on that person first, but they never take it back when it's, you know, publicly. They never publicly come out and say, I'm sorry, that was not a trans person. I should not have said that. So my thing is, is like, Dave, listen to me, honey. If a trans person wanted you dead, you'd fucking be dead. Because I'm telling you right now, I had my penis surgically inverted into a vagina 
I'm allergic to morphine. So I basically could only take Advil during the whole thing. What I'm saying is, is I've already killed one man. What's a second? (laughs) Okay, we're definitely getting shadow man. Uh, But that's the clip. No, okay, no, no. Anyway, no, uh, that's... um, that's okay. Okay. I mean, okay. Um, <laughs> holy shit, Tuesday. Um, what was funny as fuck was I told somebody, I was like, Yeah, hey, I'm interviewing Tuesday. Tell I was like, Oh, that's gonna be a good interview. And I was just like, Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to hear who you gotta message me. Who's uh, in there? Uh, I'll just tell you, like I'll tell that. you right now. It's John Benitez. Oh, okay. John, yeah, yeah, yeah John from uh, Harvell's. Yeah. Like he he's, he's he's he just shakes his head at me sometimes and like oh I swear to God I told you I told him I was like John how much time am I doing he's like oh, you're doing eight minutes I was like I just dude I came up with fifteen brand new minutes can I do fifteen he's like is it all new I was like yeah he's like okay yeah 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 do fifteen minutes do fifteen minutes I'm like cool 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 so then I I go up there and I have a pretty good set my last joke was a little shit a tiny bit shaky wasn't as good as the rest get off stage and then um. He's like, bro, that was really good stuff. Except, you know, you could really tell that last joke was new. I was like, John, it was all new. Every single joke I said was new. I just got a little shaky because you gave me the light. And I, and I thought this was like a seven-minute joke. And you gave me the two-minute light. And I'm like, ah, ah, you know, so yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, so it's like a little shaky. And then he's like, no, 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 but it, it was good, though. I mean, besides the ending. And I'm like, John, I didn't ask for your criticism. But no, no, I love John. I, I think that he's uh, really funny. Uh, shout out to Harvell's. I don't know if you've done Harvell's before, but if you haven't, yeah, yeah, we used to have freak show there before the pandemic on Halloween night. Halloween, if Halloween oh, night did not fall God. on their one of the regular nights, like a Friday and Saturday, where they already had burlesque shows, yeah. we would take it and we would pack the place out. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that that's that's like, and I love it too. The the I don't mean to sound like a com- comedy snob, but like you know with the, with the with a with a um low ceilings of the low ceilings i don't know it gives it the more intimate type of feel i like that whole uh uh kind of 30s 40s uh uh speakeasy feel with the the red velvet curtains and the tufted boost you know yeah Um, you could definitely tell i like i've always liked that look in general you know for a restaurant or a bar so performing in some place like that i just feel like that's that's my brand you're you're i mean but like you doing the freak show there's a variety show and then like the tuesday show that happens there is a burlesque slash comedy show and i told one of my friends i was like hey we are legitimately like there's something wrong with us where we honestly think that we can compete or upstage a burlesque dancer in a burlesque house. How it's, all, it's, it's old vaudeville. That's what they did. They had to give, they had <laughs> to keep the men and women, because a lot of times it was couples, you married couples would go out and they would see the burlesque dancers for a thrill for their marriage, you know, so they could go home and have that little extra and, you know, do the dirty. But to keep them, uh, uh oh, wow. interested so they didn't get overwhelmed with just the burlesque girls they would slice it up with the comedy because they'd get all the men would get all hot so- and then you know after after a girl <laughs> and then they'd be like well we don't want them to leave and take their wife home right now and fuck her we want them to stay for the night and buy more drinks so we'll throw in a comedian and then the wife will like that and she'll want to stay for longer. And the guy's like horny as fuck going, okay. Then another girl for him and the comedian. That, you know, that's, that's what vaudeville was. 
I just feels like it's like the comedians are here as the boner killers, and it's just <laughs> yeah. like that's what we've we been. Are for... We, I don't care what you want, what you want to think about yourself. <laughs> we are all boner killers. Okay, okay, we are boner killers <laughs> in the sense that it's hard to laugh with a heart on. It really is. It, <laughs> it, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts the body. It hurts the soul. It's like it's like it's like can you sneeze and fart at the same time? Yes, that's also painful too. There's a lot of things. Okay, there's a lot of things that are very painful. Uh, that that um operation that you said without morphine. Holy shit, that's dedication. I mean, I was that's under dedication. when they, I was under when they did it, but the recuperation. Oh, no, no, no. I understood what you meant. And yeah. probably they probably had you like on fentanyl or dilaudid, which is a little different. But yeah, like, you know, still, it's, I, it's still an opiate that I can't. Oh, oh, all opioids. Oh, shit. OK, yeah. So then that's like extra. OK, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I holy, get the yeah. whole itchies and the throwing up and stuff. So I have basically basically it was like heavy Advil. They had a probably low, low dose opiate that they were had me on. But it it. I mean, and I've always been that way. So any kind of pain I have to have have to endure. So I have a high threshold of pain because I'm just used to it now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some people are just naturally just like have high thresholds of pain. And I'm just like, I don't know how. The, I mean, even like when you're outside and it's cold and I'm shivering and I'm like, you know, I'm a fat guy. I generate more heat than most people. And it's like people are out there in shorts and I'm just like. That's one thing I can't handle the cold. I, I, I just I, I can't do it. And it's just like I can't. That's like it's like LA or New York. And it's like LA does not have snow. And I then, lived in New York and New York's too cold for me. I go back and visit, but I will never go back. I, I can only go back from May to like uh mid-October. That's dude. as much as I can take. I can't I go back to visit, but I can't do it on the other months. People I, are like, you're not coming home for the holidays. I'm like, I am home. I'm in LA. Yeah, that's you can come see me for the holidays <laughs> and I am not going to the cold. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Who the hell wants to shovel out their car to go visit? Fam I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, like, yeah, have them come through. I mean, like, and I don't they know don't because I have to have the white Christmas and I'm like, that's fine. You do you. I don't care. By white Christmas, you mean like snow? Yeah, actually yeah. falling. Yeah, and... not not like people in hoods and. OK, because not like a white supremacy Christmas, just a snowball. <laughs> I was going to say a white Christmas party, which is not what you think it is. It's not uh, like anymore. Uh, anymore. Wait, hold on. What's a white Christmas party mean to you? Because uh, white, white Christmas party means to me uh, means a lot of cocaine. OK, but okay. for the people I'm talking about, <laughs> my family, it yeah, means no. 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 No, no, no. I obviously no. This is why I'm clarifying because uh, I mean, because a white Christmas party, and not just a white Christmas. You said white Christmas. I was talking about white Christmas party, but no, no, no. I, I mean, a, a white Christmas party would include cocaine, I guess. But uh, yeah, back I, in my you know my youth, white Christmas was like lots of coke. Anything white was cocaine. But oh, okay. I'm talking about it's like snow or no, nowadays no. it's like you say white <laughs> Christmas. It's probably white supremacy because. Oh my god! I was just reading like I uh, on Facebook it has this thing memories or on this day like on this day like years ago this is what happened and I forgot I posted uh, some like racist white Santa Claus looking dude comes up to me and he told me that you'd be a lot funnier if you were white and I'm just like thanks for coming to the show hope you had a good time. And like I'm just like, dude, I'm like, I'm trying to stay sober right now. I'm drinking waters and sodas. Like, 
why are you busting my balls? Like, I didn't, I like, I like, why? Why did you have to say, I mean, it, it didn't like crush me or kill me, but I was just like one of those things where like, I felt prof- like, well, it now was you like- know how women feel when they're like, when guys come up to you and say something and you're just like, and they're like, you'd be prettier if you smiled. I'm like, I don't have to smile for a clown. <laughs> that's a, that's a great fucking comeback. I don't owe and, you anything. I don't care if you just thought you cracked a joke and you wanted me to laugh. It's not if I don't find it funny, I'm not gonna. I don't know you. I don't have to perform for you. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm usually like I don't know. I guess it's been so long since like civilians try jokes on me, but it's like comics like, what do you think about this joke? And I'm just like, have you tried it on a crowd before? They're like, no. I'm like, you should. No, I just mean like a guy who's like interested in you. Oh, oh, I mean just in casual conversation. Just a casual guy, like you know, the checkout guy cracks a joke and then you don't laugh and you're like, he's like, you'd be prettier if you smile. I, I'm equating that now. You know how we feel like when that happens because you had that guy say, "It'd be funny if he was white." Oh my God! I don't know. That's I was like racist, sexism. It's just like who has it worse. I don't know. Why, there's no Olympics. It doesn't. It, no, like, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm Mexican, so so you gotta you gotta think of worst case scenario. Like who's got it at the worst, bro? No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. That's no. Everyone's yeah, got it bad. We if we don't stand up for each other, we can't stand up for you know. It's just not gonna work. I think, and we haven't mentioned it once, and I wanted to start the episode by saying your your opening catchphrase that you say on TikTok at the beginning of your videos about uh, your age and i was dying i was laughing my ass off i'm like how come i've never heard her say this on stage i'm dying i i'm dying but then it's it's been years but you haven't seen me in a long time either. no 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 that's what i'm saying and so like i'm just no no so of course like i was just like i i, I don't it was i, I don't want to rip i don't want to ruin material but you gotta oh, check it on TikTok. You gotta yeah. check it out. Okay, yeah. So I won't say it. So 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 good. I didn't fuck it up. You got a good tranma on TikTok. Uh, check out Tuesday. She has excellent, like the greatest opener. I don't know if that's your opener for stand up, but that is such a funny thing to say because, like, I was not expecting that at all, and I could see why your grocer might have been pissed off or maybe wanted to ask you out on a date and then you know yeah like you say he doesn't have the balls to ask you out now you know so well, it's see, just... you know uh, trump has in, uh empowered people uh that's scary because that's like you know what's it's... happened is people feel very empowered in being able to be homophobic transphobic racist misogynistic and all this they feel very very empowered because they had somebody like that out in the open and that's what we're fighting right now is we're fighting the re you know the the, the rebound of that because people uh, are mad that they can't there's there's hate crimes all over the place even like my wife she's from like a small town very very conservative very very catholic uh majority hispanic and 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 white and there was a i don't know how many months ago it was there was a a trans woman who was found in a dumpster in a burning dumpster and it was just like one of those things that was kind of like they were trying to sweep it under the rug the sheriff's department was trying to sweep it under the rug so it didn't look like a hate crime but it was obviously a hate crime and it was when like you one have, of- when trans women when trans women and trans people are killed are murdered um they go for our faces they they kill us like 
stabbed, shot, strangled, whatever, you know, how, whatever the method is. But after they do that, they bludgeon the face. They want to destroy the evidence. They, that's hate. They hate themselves and they want to not remember how pretty you were or what they were attracted to. So they start stabbing the face. Nine out of 10 times, trans women are found unrecognizable and they have to do a DNA or fingerprint test to discover who they are because they're so, that's true hate because these guys oh my God. are attracted to you but then they go and they can't handle the fact, does this make me a faggot? Does this make me gay? Does this make me this? Oh my God, what if somebody finds out they're going to call me queer? Because you know how the Mexican community and the black community and the white community, the male community uh, will make fun going, oh, your girlfriend's kind of dick. You like to suck dick. <laughs> and yeah, guys are assholes. Yeah, guys are homophobic pieces of shit. Right. And like, and, I've been and, guilty and of it too. Guys, can't be themselves and be attracted to who they want to be with because they're worried that their boss and their brother and their cousin and their father and maybe even their mother is going to make fun of them and it's going to ruin their world and if they're found out that they love somebody that's the worst part if it's found out that they have love for somebody that's key word there is love that they're world it's going to be destroyed and that is the sickest thing to me that people who make anti-trans jokes and, and make fun of people guys who are attracted to trans women and say oh they gay they gay they gay and they do that they don't realize the repercussions and how that's going to contribute to the murders because it's what they do they want to destroy the face so they remember I ugly instead of pretty because the last thing they'll remember in their mind is the destroyed face and see the ugliness and be like, oh, she was ugly. I wasn't really attracted. And they can justify it. Jesus Christ. This is fucking like overwhelmingly like hurtful, man. This is hurting my soul right now. It's like I had no idea. This is like the first this is like finding out about the first about having male privilege. And I had no idea I had male privilege prior to that. I had no idea that nine out of ten times that these trans women are being disfigured to the point so they're not recognizable so the killer feels some form of justified yeah. oh well they're not pretty i was i wasn't really that attracted they're to them and blah, or, blah, blah. you know whatever or, they've got or, to destroy or, that image of it, what they were attracted to but somehow, all, for some reason but also i think part of it though too and the sick minds of these sick individuals that would lead to i mean like for me personally like i'm a straight male and like you know like i never like you know really casually hooked up would be more like you know like oh do i see a future with you and it's like if i wanted to have a family and it wasn't disclosed that the the person that like i'm having feelings for is actually trans and we would have to adopt when i want to have biological children and that's clear that would be like the only time where i would see that yeah, there well, might you could be sell a biological problem. children just not with that person you just could do surrogates but i get what you're saying and i'm not judging you on that oh no no you're right you're right no no and i'm uh, glad yeah, you're correcting I think, me i think i think and, and I, thing, yeah yeah I no 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 i mean is, with my um, partner with my partner i would want to have biological children with and that's the thing and then it's just like i mean I don't know, but that's just one part of it. There's just people out there that just will go out and like they're hunting for people that think I, I don't know. It's it's just what can I do as a as a um cis male straight guy 
straight comedian. Like, what can I do to help the trans community? What can I do to help community? What you can do is understand that being an ally is not just saying you're an ally. It's going out. And if you not just when you're among friends and a friend says, and you know, a joke that's wrong or makes a statement that's wrong and setting them straight. It's also your boss. If your boss says something, a stranger on the street, Okay, your relative who you may not want to start problems with because, you know, you've got to deal with them. It's people that you have to deal with that you may not want to start problems with. Stand up for the other people with these people, because here's the thing. You can always get another friend if they hate you. You can always get another job if your boss fires you for standing up for these people. You can always fuck your cousin. Who cares? Okay. Your mother doesn't want you. There's somebody else out there who's going to act like a mother to you. Those are things you can get another one of. But if that person goes out and kills a trans person, a black person, a Mexican person, a gay person, they can't have a second life. That's all they got. And that's what allies need to do now is actually step up to the plate. And when they hear a stranger on the street say, oh my God, I just walked out of the store and there was a faggot in there. You can say, yeah, what problem do you have with gay people? What have they ever done to you? Okay, you need to go therapy. Whatever you got to say to set them straight. Yeah, you know I just, I, I really like. Because all I, these people, you can get another friend and another. I don't. Whatever, but these people can't get another life if they're killed. I don't know. Like, I I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, though. I mean, it's just like one of those words that people have thrown at me because of the way I dress and the way that I speak. And I'm just or like I've been told that I'm gay because only people that like only people that read are gay. And what is wrong with being gay, though? No, that's I'm telling this kid that and they don't get it. I've told I I mean, as a substitute teacher, I told this sixth grader, hey, um, are, are people born gay or is it a choice? I'm like, people are born gay. Do you think anybody would choose this life? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Would anyone choose the straight life? I mean, it's just like, especially with when, no one when com- that's what the what ninety percent of the world is, and I it's mean, easier to get a job and a partner and love and affection and uh, a, a, a home and everything. If you're <laughs> and 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 all you see are couples walking down the street, you know, cis couples hand in hand walking down the street, you know, cis hat couples walking down with their hands on the street, kissing on the street, and nobody's punching them for doing it. Yeah, there's a lot of people who would choose that. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if, if I would choose any any alternative universe where there, it's just peaceful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I, I like as long as that. as long as as long as it's peaceful, you know. There's like, and I don't mean to sound like a like 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 a weakling or like somebody's like, oh well, you know, it's just he doesn't want to go to war. I don't want to go to war. I mm-hmm. definitely don't want to go to war. Then they'll try to put me in the front lines and shit. Fuck that. But um, no, I'm 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 good off all of that. But no, I mean it's just like with um, peace and like being um, an ally because I I do stand up and I didn't even know that I was an ally when I was a little kid because I would stand up for kids that got bullied for being different and I didn't know that their difference was that they were part of that they were gay or that they were like I had no idea I had no idea I just thought they were different Mm -hmm. no idea or they were quiet you know and it was just like oh they were quiet because they didn't want to 
you know, because like some in some cases, like, you know, some of the boys would have more effeminate voices. And it's just like, you know, they would be made fun of when they had to read out loud. Right. I would get made fun of because my English was horrible and they would call me retarded, you know, because like, let's face it, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. So that was a common word. And it was messed up because I was in remedial English in fifth grade. And just to be like, you know, like, oh, remedial English sounds a little bit too rough. We're going to call it our English. All right, everybody, get ready for our English. It's like, oh, yeah, get ready for retarded English. And it's just like, you're not helping us with the our English. Like the teachers decided to call it our English. It was so stupid. But this is, again, <laughs> this is the mid 90s. This is before the re reformation on words happened. That is a really offensive word. But it's like one of those words that it's just like, I've been called that by a teacher while I was in high school. So I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I get I don't feel like I get a pass that I get to say the R word. I just feel like I identify with that word. And uh, I don't know if that gets me a pass, but I just I don't know. It's it's like uh, one of those things where it's offensive and I don't want to offend anybody. I don't know. I, I, I do shows and I don't want to offend anybody, you know, but I'm not pandering to the crowd. You know what I mean? Like I'll still make fun of Mexicans. I'll still make fun of whoever I need. To, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, yeah, that's yeah. also, that, that's also a good rule. Like when, in, when in doubt, make fun of Mexicans because you know who loves, you know, who loves Mexican jokes, Mexicans, Mexicans, yeah. Mexicans love Mexican jokes, especially if you're calling them out about any hypocrisies within our culture. And like, oh, and here's a good one to share with with with, with you because you know with the uh, LGBTQ, it's like you know, um, this is I do this in my Spanish act uh, when I do comedy in Spanish. You know, if, talking about how Mexicans are a bunch of hypocrites because you know they have you know on one hand they're talking about how like you know there's you know they're really homophobic if they have a gay son they'll disown them you know disgrace to the family but these same guys you get them really drunk and they approach you and they're like hey if you don't let me grab your dick you're gay and I've had this happen to me multiple times. Won't let me grab your dick you're gay. Yeah but it's like they'll say puto it's all in Spanish. And so I'm just like, um, what? Like, wait, hold up a second. Like, hold on. How? Wait. No, 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 no. You, you asking me this question means that there's a reason why you're homophobic. And that's because you're scared of the change that you truly desire. And that's mm -hmm. fine because the biggest homophobic people I know of are closeted and yeah, it's that's, like that's it that's it that's why i said earlier about the the guy who's like either he wants to be a trans person and can't find it with himself to uh do it or he wants to fuck a trans person and can't find it it's usually what it is you know well uh, I, I, same thing you know with the the, the the home yeah the homophobic and yeah i found that the mexican i love him because if i can be <laughs> more i can be more like in your face like Oh like, yeah! Oh, we love like, that shit. I can look at that. I can uh, Mexican audiences. I can look at and be like, "Oh, you look like this and that together and this and that." And they're like, "Ah, you told me." Not, <laughs> not even joking. Like, yeah. learn learn twelve words. You'll get like a standing O. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. not even joking. And then they're not expecting it from you. You know, you're a white lady. It's like there's just if you if you use words like you know mm -hmm. in Spanish, they will lose their shit. I remember doing like, a rehab show, uh, and uh, there was <laughs> a huge amount of Hispanic people up. And there was this one guy over here, very good looking Hispanic man, um, about my height, uh, 
thin but toned and then had tattoos like even on the face oh wow and then i'm talking and this and that you know i'm talking i already come out as trans and i'm picking on this one and that one and i heard this one over here and he went oh yeah she's just she's just so right and i went what did you just say i said this motherfucker just said she's so right i'm like i would not expect that kind of voice out of that look at me i said sir you and i have a lot in common we are both not what we appear to be (laughs) (laughs) and they went nuts they went nuts because i didn't expect this very effeminate gay voice to come out of this guy and they loved it they were like that's right He's a big hobo and we love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but also it's like, you know, it's just how you say it. You know what I mean? It isn't what yeah. you say, it's how you say it. Like, is it out of love? Is it out of malice? Are you trying to start a riot? And so it's just like, what is your point of view? Where what is your viewpoint? Where where are you coming from? And it's just like I, I think that as long as it's you're trying to be funny and you're not trying to start a riot. I think that it's I think it's all good, but I don't know. I think some people are just trying to just I don't know, just shove it in people's faces about their power. And I don't like that shit. I like organic comedy. I like um, I like what you're doing with with just I mean, making your own religion like and like and, and, and I never described you once as a cult leader. Not once. You know, it's funny because there's a lot of people who've said to me over the course of my life that, like, you know what? You'd be a good cult leader. <laughs> the cult of Tuesday Thomas. You just got you just got rebranded, baby. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, seriously, though, that's – it's, like, it's so funny. It's, like, you know you're in a cult. It's it's a, it's, a, it's in the name. It's in the name. <laughs> it's – but um, no, that's so funny. It's like, yeah, you can have your own cult. It's like, is that a backhanded compliment? That no, because that's that, a huge compliment. That means that I mean, all I hear is leadership skills. That's yeah, all I just, that's, I just, yeah, the people want you. They just <laughs> they don't. <laughs> people will listen to you, and they will give you everything that they own. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just like, what's wrong with that? But no, I'm just I'm just saying. No, it's just with um the stigma. It's like, yeah, we're all going to be lifted in a in on a spaceship and we're all going to go to heaven so everybody donate all your, Cut your balls off right now yeah and let me <laughs> let me let me fuck all your wives yeah <laughs> and it's just like that's what jim's jones was doing except also the kids yeah, he did with... the hail hail bop comment guy made everybody cut their balls off oh i forgot about that part oh oh my heaven's god gate. heaven's gate that's the one they really wait what i didn't okay i didn't know that part okay i just remember they were wearing all the matching cortez shoes or the matching nike shoes yeah they were wearing the matching shoes but they all had all the guys had to be um uh, whatever the word is castrated how would that okay wow okay i i wait did the cult leader do it too or was it just like I don't remember. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, so. I'm all like, you're the expert of what this happened. Because I've never I heard think of that. so, but I'm not 100% on that. But I remember all the, that was one of the things where they, when they found the bodies, they were like, all the guys are castrated. What's going on here? Because they were all lying in the, on the dorm beds, on the bunk beds in the dorms. And they yeah. had their shoes neatly placed, just lying there straight out. Um, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, every man has been castrated. What is up with this?" 
yeah, that was definitely voluntary or coerced or I, I don't know. Oh my goodness. That's because, because at Jonestown, like some of those people are like, we want to leave. And then they just shot them. When they were shot shooting. Them. Yeah. They were just shooting them. They're like, that no, was a painful well. thing because when it started coming up, they were, uh, uh, the, 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 a lot of people started throwing it up and it was painful and he was making them drink more. Some of them were made to drink more because, it was coming up the the, the kool-aid it was violent it was a very violent yeah it, yeah there was like the arsenic value barbiturates quaaludes there was a bunch of different shit in there that was supposed to like help ease the pain mm -hmm. and like it's just like oh cool thanks for the morphine on top of the arsenic you piece mm -hmm. of shit or or whatever the fuck like or there was a lot of like harmful chemicals that they put in the quote in the kool-aid or and then i heard it wasn't even kool-aid i heard it was like a generic version of yeah it was a generic it wasn't and, even uh, real it, was, kool -Aid. it wasn't even yeah. kool-aid it was just like oh cool wait whoever the fuck some genius at, at kool-aid probably came up with that theory but like yeah. i don't know now we're getting conspiracy theories but no i mean I'm, I'm okay with conspiracy theories opening take that the wrong way i love you know just having good conversations with good people and so my battery just thing just came up so. okay well oh no and also yes and i told you i was like uh, at least 45 minutes it's like it's been eh, fun though no no it's definitely been fun tuesday let me ask you one last question where can the people at home find you you can find me on tiktok at ask trama t-r-a-n-m-a uh, not trans ma, tran ma, uh, Tuesday Thomas comedian on Facebook, uh, Freak Show LA on Facebook, uh, and the same uh, Freak Show LA on Insta and at mama, M O M M A, warned me on Insta. And I have a website that I don't update. So if you want to see old news, you can go to my <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put your website last, even though I usually put the websites first. I mean, I that's every so day funny. I, wake up, I go today's the day I'm gonna update it. Never do. I always remember that I'm just like, oh wait, I came on my website to do something even more important, and so let me do that more important, and then I forget, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. none of this is accurate. None of this is accurate. None of this. I'm just kidding. No, it's it's all accurate. It's just like you know, it's just it could be a little bit more updated. It's just like you know, it's like catch a mat, and it's just like no, you can't. Yeah, no, I, but, just, uh... <laughs> I, just, I mean, all the social medias I promote the stuff I'm going to be at and things I'm going to be at. Uh, I'm in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors parody musical, A Very Freddy Christmas, coming up the 16th, 17th, and 18th at the Dory Theater, where I play Nurse Marcy. It's a stupid, stupid, stupid takeoff on the Dream Warriors. <laughs> uh, we did it. We did it. We did one uh, three months ago at the Lyric Hyper and we had we're there for two weeks and we sold out every night and it went so well we decided to make it a christmas special awesome are you Freddy recording it christmas. uh I, it's not mine i'm in it so i uh, think they did record the other one i'm not sure what they're going to do with it okay but, uh, i play nurse marcy and i'm there throughout the whole show doing some of the stupidest fucking things you've ever seen in life they, the director is just like and producer is the same person he's like you know what? I can't direct you. You're too wild. You're too crazy to do whatever you want to do. And I do. I do stupid shit throughout the whole show. Oh, shit. So it, you're going to laugh your ass off. It's it's just. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah make sure to catch that. Um, I, uh, I'll i link everything that you just told me to when this episode comes out, which will be two weeks from today. So, um, yeah, I, Tuesday Thomas, you are a pioneer amongst comedians. I cannot well, believe. I'll get you on Comedy Church though soon. I'll get at you for. Doing oh yeah, yeah. Doing Comedy Church. What we're doing? We're doing Freak Show out of town, but Comedy Church is our services on Fridays. Um, 
at uh, here, and uh, they're going to be televised on Roku. We have a we partnered with a Roku channel, which is a horror comedy channel. So I've got other programming coming out on that. But oh, we're doing nice. comedy first. So you'll get a 15 minute 5K set of your set. And then we put it on Roku too, uh, the whole show uh, a couple weeks later. So you can wow. use that as a credit. You have a 15K uh, version of your set to send to bookers and stuff. So yeah, no, 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 plus, no, plus no, no. Plus, you get a tax write-off donation of your time. Legit tax write-off <laughs> donation of your time. Oh man, that's so great! I okay for the record, that is that is so uh, that's that's too sweet of a deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not gonna like hit. You. I'm gonna like be like, thanks for doing the podcast. When can I do that? I'm just kidding. But um, no, um, I, I really do mean that. With a, the, I really do really tip my hat to you being a pioneer. With like, okay. Who the hell came up with the idea of turning comedy into a religion? That is genius. Tuesday Thomas, you know, a very special guest and a very funny comic. Be sure to check her out. Follow her on all social media. Ask Tram Trama on okay. on TikTok. And mm -hmm. so um I'm going to hyperlink all those. Make sure to follow her. Um, and thank you so much for. Thank you. Good to see you again. Thank, we, have thank to you. Do, we have to like uh, hang out and do some more shows after all these years. Yeah, like, absolutely. Legit, my battery is. I oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I want to cut off on you. No, 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 no. It's it's totally, totally fine. Um, No. Well, yeah, I, I really do appreciate your time. And I was just like 45 minutes. I should have told you it's a Mexican 45. And oh, my so, God. <laughs> and then you've been like, I'm not doing your show. Um, so <laughs> so it's a Mexican 45. Yeah, it's almost an hour and a half, which was, yeah, almost, it didn't yeah, seem yeah. like it. So. No, it, it flew by quick because, you know, it's just like we had a lot of important topics and like, oh, my goodness. Like, it's just like this is one of those episodes I'm going to watch like six times and be like holy shit i can't believe i got all that information wow that's really life-changing information like i did not know a lot of things i learned a lot from this interview so thank you tuesday thanks. thomas for your for your knowledge thank you for your love thank you for your support uh, i look forward to working with you in the future and i want to thank everyone at home for uh listening to this episode hope you all learned something and i hope that you treat people nice and live in peace and have a great day thank yeah. you so much for listening thanks. and see you, see you on the next one Thanks for listening. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, do your boy a favor. Tell your friends. Tell your cool family members. Tell your cool co-workers. Let them know about the podcast. And leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And be sure to follow me on all social media, Puro Papi Pacheco. And check out my website at HispanicTitanic.com for future dates. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Have a great day.